Self-trust is something that people think about all the time. You know, how to build a better connection with themselves so that they can feel assured that no matter what happens in their life, that they'll be able to rise to the occasion and manage um, any situation, good or bad, that comes to them. You know, a lot of times people only think about self-trust in terms of negative situations. You know, whenever uh, there's a problem in life or your plans or expectations somehow get changed by external forces, people think, oh man, well, this is something bad that's happening to me, so I got to deal with it. And that is one aspect. But of course, the other aspect of self-trust is that to trust yourself whenever things are going well, you know, like whenever things are good in your life, um, people can start worrying that that goodness will go away. That can create anxiety. So trusting yourself to be able to manage and um, keep good things good, keep good things going, you know. Um, also, of course, whenever we find success or we're thriving personally in some ways, uh, what happens a lot of times is that we change, you know, and it's a very uh, natural part of that. It's because as our lives get better, um, as we change, as do our thoughts and how we feel and how we respond to life. And so, you know, one of the things of you know, trusting yourself to work with times when you're flourishing is being able to stay clear-minded and, you know, humble and present and focused and self-aware in times of good as well. <clears throat> but, you know, one of the things that is difficult about self-trust is it's one of those words that is nebulous, you know, has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. And so I'm just going to break that out a little bit real quick, you know, so it's kind of a combination of several different things. Whenever we look at self-trust, we think of, you know, a lot of the things I just described, but there's also a few other components to it. One of those is confidence. You know, confidence is a big part of self-trust as well. And a lot of times whenever people talk about that, they're talking about a type of confidence. But when you think about what confidence really is, it is really preparedness more than anything else. It's knowing what situations will arise in front of you and then doing the work to be prepared so that you know you will have the solution for whatever the problems are or whatever you might encounter going forward. Then we look at knowing. You know, knowing is another aspect of self-trust. Knowing is the kind of emotional version of confidence. Uh, confidence is a very intellectual pursuit and in that you feel mentally prepared to proceed and engage with whatever the situation is at hand. Knowing is something that you feel inside. It's the same thing, but it's feeling. It's feeling clear and strong and present and just prepared and stable to work with what arises on that level, as opposed to simply the intellectual level. And whenever you put those two things together and add, you know, kind of what I described at the beginning, you then get sort of a fuller definition of self-trust. And interestingly, like it is our most valuable asset being able to be resilient and to rely on ourselves in any situation, because what happens is that whenever you cultivate um, this sense of confidence and knowing and self-trust, it makes it to where you become a lot more powerful in your life and not powerful in a, a sense of 
hierarchy, but powerful in a sense of feeling self-belief, like listening to what is rising within you and trusting that, knowing that your instincts and your intuition are leading you in the right direction and that you are self-connected enough to be able to actually listen and feel your way through what you're experiencing in life. And that takes us to the matter of our intuition. And I think that really if you take these different elements of confidence and knowing and self-trust and you boil it down, it all really is connected to intuition. Now, a lot of people are disconnected from themselves. And that's because, you know, there are, we have a lot of people in our lives. We have family members, we have friends, we have mentors and all these people, um, podcasts, books, whatever it may be. And everyone kind of has a take on how everyone else should live their lives. You know, and people in your life will have a take on how you should live your life. And people are not shy about telling you about that because, you know, it comes from a good place. It's like they think that they're, they think that they're right. And they think that they can see you from the outside clearly. And so they're trying to help in a lot of cases by not how they communicate that on the other hand is a different story. But in generally people are trying to help when they give you feedback about what you're doing and what you should be doing. But what if you hear so much of that from so many people, what happens is that you start to kind of argue and challenge with yourself kind of what what you feel right in any situation gets a little murky and a little blurry because you're like well you know this is what i feel but also i've got this person telling me one thing i've got this person telling me another thing i got this person telling me something that contradicts what these two people said kind of all over the place and so that grinds your instincts into oblivion in a lot of, a lot of cases and you know, that's not to say that you shouldn't listen to the people in your life. I mean, the people in your life have a lot of, you know, they have a valuable perspective because they can see you from a context which you can't see yourself. They can see you from the outside and, you know, listening to people who are trustworthy and who have good heads on their shoulders is a really valuable way to shine light on some of your own blind spots. But at the end of the day, you can't completely listen to someone outside of yourself and you can't allow the sort of web of people in your life system to um, push you away from what feels the most meaningful to you. And, you know, the interesting thing about human consciousness, one of the interesting things is that, like, we we can only really express about like 10% of who we are outside of ourselves. Like we're so complex and so complicated that we simply can't communicate everything that we're feeling and everything that we're thinking and you know, all of the meaningful material that's inside of us. We simply can't get that out. You know, we can talk about some of the things that we feel comfortable talking about some of the time. And people that know us really well can get a pretty deep understanding of who we are, but it's still only a minor percent of the fullness of everything that we experience, of everything that we feel, of the real complexity of our 
entire life story and our path and like how we feel about each individual thing in our life. Like it's just too much information to be able to communicate to anyone. You know, you could spend the, you know, sit in a room with someone for a year and just tell them about yourself endlessly and they still wouldn't be able to really grasp what it's like to be you. You know, they could come up with a story in their mind about what it's like, but they couldn't really abstract what it means to, you know, experience your you-ness. And what that means is that means that about 90% of what you are is unknown, you know, to anyone other than you. And so at the end of the day, it's very important to know that you are the only one that can really know yourself in the deepest way possible. And in order to build the self-trust, you have to listen to yourself. And, you know, meditation is a great way to clear the mind because and hear your own voice because it it softens and thins the membrane between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And ultimately, the resonance of intuition is our subconscious mind and our conscious mind communicating to each other with great ease and fluidity. Because whenever that starts happening, then we integrate ourselves in real time. We integrate very fast and very quickly and we go into a perpetual flow state because most people spend a huge portion of their energy in their lives fighting against themselves. They feel a whisper, they hear a whisper of what's arising within them that seems right. And it has to work its way through their intellectual mind because the intellectual mind is the one that actually puts stuff into action. It's strategic. The intuitive mind is one that is just the, the voice that's never confused. It never overthinks. It never second guesses itself. It simply is. It's not something you can argue with. Arguing happening happens in the mind. The intuition happens before that, before it gets put through the meat grinder of our intellectual gearbox. And so most people spend so much of their energy like hearing those messages from within and then just fighting with themselves and letting their mind chew it up from every single angle and then kind of twist it into what they think they're supposed to be doing and then pound it into oblivion to where nothing ever actually ever happens. So the body spends a lot of time trying to integrate itself. The mind is trying to integrate its subconscious up into the conscious mind so that it can essentially derive meaning and feel fulfilled. But if you can tune into that voice by, again, meditation is useful or simply you know, practicing some stillness and really just listening in any moment. And ultimately, you don't have to be still or meditating to listen to that. Like any, you can be active, you can be out, you can be doing things. In any given moment, you feel into what's arising within you, below your thoughts. What is the feeling that you have about what you're doing? Like that is always there. You just have to listen to it, right? And you have to not try and change it. You have to not try and warp it and manipulate it into something else. Just listen to it and respect it for what it is. And the more that you can do that, the more that you will tune into this flow of 
constantly following your inner voice. And it makes decision-making and creating meaning and moving forward with purpose absolutely effortless because you're not spending time trying to self-integrate all the time. You're not getting in your own way and over-intellectualizing the you know, true nature, the voice of your authentic self that's arising deep within. So by practicing spending more time listening to that and not arguing with it and moving forward with that the intelligence that's coming from within you, you then build self-trust by following that voice. Because the more that you listen to what feels right to you, the more that you'll be proven right. It's not because you're objectively right, but because you're following what feels right to you. And so that's what's right for you in that moment in time. And by doing that, you'll then prove to yourself that you're capable and that you can navigate the world based on what your inner voice is saying. And through that, you then build the things that people usually think about when they think of self-trust, which are confidence and that sense of knowing. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As always, go over to Corey-Allen.com. You can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Corey Allen. Uh, and of course, you can find me on all social platforms at Hey Corey Allen. If you like this podcast, please do share it with a friend or share it with an enemy that you think that might like this and it will turn them into one of your friends. Until next time, much love.